It's May 22nd, 2020, and this is the Architecture Geeks Podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, we've returned, everybody. I, th- I think, well, I, I don't know that you'll notice this. it's been a couple of weeks, but it's been a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't time know. Time has I, no meaning anymore. Time has absolutely no meaning meaning anymore at all. And and honestly, we we've been doing so good at doing weekly podcasting, but last week one of us had a procedure that we will not go into, and I will not share you share with you the the poking and prodding that happening uh, or that happened. But let's just say the drugs were really good. And I have no memory of what they actually did. So, uh, yeah, we just decided maybe maybe that'd be a good week to take off. <laughs> Even better, no memory. <laughs> Even better, no, no memory. Guess I could have podcasted the day they did it, but I don't know how stoned I would have been during the process. And Oh, I feel like that would have been absolute gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I expect it probably would have been. But uh, cer- certainly would have been been lighter and frothier than what we're going to talk about today. That's for sure. Ooh, um, yeah. And and that sounds like okay, good. This is a good time to turn the podcast off. But no, no, no. Just bear with us because if you're in the industry or if you're in any industry right now, you're you're watching all the un- unemployment numbers going up as everyone's trying to adjust to what's going on and figuring out which businesses can start and which businesses can't and all that sort of sort of mess but the interesting thing for us is that we aren't hearing yet about the architecture profession we're not hearing about how we're being impacted and in in fact i'm hearing people they're they're saying they're still hiring my niece's firm just hired somebody had a colleague in ohio that hired somebody i don't know are you any of your friends talking about what they're doing um, I think everybody's just kind of in a holding pattern at the moment for, for us at least. Um, you know, we've got one big historic preservation project that's kind of seeing us through right now, but overall, yeah, I think everybody's just kind of still in that wait and see kind of mentality. It's not a, it's not a, let's all jump back into this. And cause, but you know, before the, the pandemic hit, we were, Everybody was looking for people. It was actually a really tight market, and 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 it was actually hard to get anybody in for an interview because nobody wanted to leave where they were. Everybody was happy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and there are, I think, sections of the industry where they're going to be fairly stable for a while because there are like bond projects that you know money's already out there for the for the work to be done or like, like for um, K through 12. So all the, all the elementary junior high and high school stuff, that money is typically earmarked already. And those projects are going. What I'm wondering though, is how many of them are actually going to have to change course in midstream because now they're going to have to add all these other things to it for social distancing and to deal with pandemic stuff. Mm. Yeah. But at some point, those type of projects, I think, are going to go away. You know, when when 
when the local and state governments start doing their budgets and the universities start doing their budgets for next year, it'll be interesting to see how much they cut out of their capital improvement projects and how much of that's going to you know, squeeze down a little bit because universities are notorious for doing deferred maintenance. They're, they will not do work on a building for 20 years if they can help it. Well, and, and especially as enrollment's dropping and remote learning becomes more of the, you know, the thing to do over the next year or so, like, it's really going to have an impact on, on how they. Well, well, do you, do you need that much classroom space anymore? You know, you're getting ready to build a new building. Do you need it? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and my publicist actually teaches a government affairs class and all of his stuff for for the fall, he's teaching it all online. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. But it it will be interesting to see at what point we'll start seeing the pullback in the profession, and we'll start to see people within our industry start getting laid off because it happens at every economic downturn. Every time there's a recession, we see this contraction with architects, and it's just always a question of how many and when does it start. And I, I, in my head, I think of this as this is sort of the lost boys and girls, that lost generation kind of thing. And, you know, this this is I think most of us are are still close enough to the last the last recession that we know in some ways, I think, what to expect. Yeah, I think it was like an estimated like 32 percent of the architects lost their jobs during that recession. You know, and people cut pay from their staff i know i well i was lucky enough to be in school during that time so i i didn't have to deal with any of the realities of of the outside world during that time but well and, and you got lucky you came out of school just as things were starting to pick it back up again yeah that's true uh but i think i think everybody was still kind of cautious even well, and, 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 you know, I think it, I think it's really my generation that of architects that really got hurt. Yes and no. I mean, I can, I can kind of see it because, you know, you guys were coming out of school, you know, all the people that were coming out of school ahead of you into a job market where there weren't any jobs. And what do you do? Do you, do you take a job for less pay? And I suspect that's what happened. A lot of people ended up getting paid less than they should have. And even you coming coming out when you did, you probably were offered a lower starting salary than most people would have been. But I think it's hard for the profession to, to figure out what to do because I know there's like 54,000 jobs were lost last time within like a year's time. And all of those people were out of, out of work and, and not just people your age or you know people that were a year or two out of school is people who had been in this business for 30 or 40 years were suddenly out of jobs. You know, so, so we always have to ask ourselves what happens when it happens and where do all the people go? Um, I, I do know people that ended up, you, you either sometimes go back to school and you end up getting your, your master's. I, I think if I was in school and I was coming out into that kind of a job market, that's exactly what I would have done. Um, and I'm guessing, was your plan to really have, go ahead and do your master's right away? It was, but be, since I graduated undergrad in 2011, I was like, well, economy sucks. Let's just 
it, it just reinforced the idea that I needed to stay in school during that time. Like it, it was already a plan of mine, but it, it made it even more real after the fact. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, and I guess in some ways that's a good thing, you know, you, you need to finish and get your master's. So why not go ahead and do it? But at the same time, you're now coming out of that with potentially being saddled with more student debt. And you don't have the opportunity to sort of work in between the two degrees to maybe pay some of that down or just live your life a little bit. Suddenly you're, you're done and you're graduating and now you've got six years of student loans potentially, (laughs) which is kind of terrifying and and a, and a slower job market. But you know, the, the thing that, um, the thing that always got me was that the a lot of these people move out of the industry and don't come back to it. And I think that's that's the bigger issue here. The the whole idea of this lost generation of people is the number of people who leave and never come back. Yeah, and and we talked about that before in an earlier podcast. You know, people go into you know the, uh, product sales reps because. Uh, you have to know, you know, what, what you're putting on a building. So a lot, it's a, it's an easy leap to transition between architecture and, and, and like a, a, a product sales uh, type position. Uh, you know, you could go into teaching. Uh, I know a lot of architects uh, because, you know, we, we have, we deal with such a broad range of, of, of software and have that design minded thinking you could go into software sales and development um yeah yeah i mean and and even you know, even if you can't find a job in an architecture firm the potential because you you have the experience the potential to go to work for a con, a contractor and do design build work oh so, yeah. yeah yeah and and I, but but i mean but the the last time you would you were seeing so many people trying so many different things too one guy that I knew, he actually works for one of the big firms now, but for a few years he was doing nothing but stained glass. He was, he and his brother were doing a stained glass business and, and doing well at it. But once the opportunity came to get back into architecture, he actually was one of the people who came back to it. So, so you just, you, people go away and they just find other avenues. You are, our, our intern, the one intern, oh my gosh. The one intern we ever had, we held on to him as long as we could, but he is now doing high-end bedding sales for some, I think he's managing the store and probably making more than most architects make. Uh, that's slightly depressing. <laughs> so, so you know, why would you come back to this profession? But, but, but you have to ask, and, and how many of the people who were older simply just retired? Or even retired with nobody to take the firm when they left because, you know, the, the, that gener or because, you know, my generation or anybody trying looking to, you know, buy into a partnership just says, well, maybe it's just not worth it given the, the you know, the current climate. Yeah. Yeah. There actually was a, um, there was an architect in Minneapolis. This was back in 2010 who, was part of a group discussion and mentioned that he wasn't going to, he'd probably just close his firm. He'd been in business for 40 years or something. And he was, I'm just going to close my practice and retire. And we asked him, why don't you, why don't you leave it or have somebody else in the firm purchase it from you so that you can, your legacy can sort of continue to move forward. 
Well, the the next oldest person to him was 45. And he he just didn't feel comfortable. There's that age gap and there's that generation gap, that that loss of experience. And for some reason, he didn't feel like this guy could come along and take the firm over and do what it needed to do because there was nobody to bridge the difference. That's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. But think about the number of people who were probably in that position who were in that position. And what do you do? Do you just finally say, well, we're done and we're done? And unfortunately, at the same time, you've just laid off your entire staff, which really sucks. But be that as it may, we are we are coming up on that again. I think I think there's going to be, and it may not be as as bad as the last time. I'm hoping not because you know when when they they were talking to Boston Society of Architects and they were telling people that 30 to 50 percent of their members were unemployed at the time, and that's a lot. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of people to have unemployed. You know, and ho- hopefully this time it won't be won't be nearly as bad, but there is potential there for it to do. And and at the end of the day, how many of those people come back? Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think the, the generation of students between, you know, between, between 2008 and, 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 or between 2010, really, because 2008 mm-hmm. it really hadn't quite sunk in yet. The, the latest recession. Yeah. I think between 2010 and, and, 2020 you know there's a there's a 10-year span of of architects that you know they they just got blasted first by the 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 great recession and now by this you know uh, by the pandemic by the pandemic and and so you know where does that leave like you said this lost generation of, of 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 minds looking to enter that field, you know, it, it's, it's really a double whammy between, between both of those events. Yeah. To- well, that there's, there's space so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, and, and we think we talk about, you know, lost, lost generation of architects, but it's a lost, lost group of creative minds. How many of those people are going to get discouraged enough to move into a different field? And what could have been used in the architecture field is going to get used somewhere else. Oh my gosh, it sounds so depressing. I'm, well, I'm going to go have to have go have to have a cocktail now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and my I was I was talking to my niece about this too, and you know she said, well, so so what sort of what sort of tips can you guys offer for people who are laid off or about to graduate? And I couldn't think of a single thing. I take that back. I thought about one thing. And this is for architecture students. I think the potential for firms to use this as as an excuse to get unpaid interns, people that will want to go to work for a firm because they want to be in the profession or they want to work for a particular firm. And instead of getting paid and being treated the way you need to be treated as an intern, they're simply used, you know, they're simply trying to think how to put this cannon fodder they're simply cannon fodder that's a good that's a good way to put it that they're they're not getting paid they're just working and working like dogs probably 
but they're willing to trade that off. And I think that's the one thing I would tell anybody who's graduating. Don't let a firm do that to you. If you can't get into architecture right off the bat, go find something else for a few years and then start looking again. Because I, I do know um, two of my niece's friends, one worked for a firm in New York who he did, he wasn't unpaid, but his salary was so low. His parents had to supplement his income. Mm. But he was able to say he had worked for that firm. And he had that on his resume. And another friend of hers worked somewhere for free for, I think, six months or a year. And it's highly illegal. <laughs> it breaks all sorts of labor law. And it's a black mark on the profession. But people will take advantage of that if you give them the opportunity to. So that, that would be my, my one thing. But, but I, I, can you think of anything you'd tell anybody who's about to be laid off or who has been laid off? Yes, I and, and I've actually put a little bit of thought into this because I graduated into that in, environment myself. Um, there's so there's a lot of free software and a lot of free resources like you think of SketchUp has has 2017, which and, and granted every every software release after 2017, you have to pay for now. But SketchUp has 2017 that will always be free. Go go into those free programs like SketchUp and Blender and GIMP. Photoshop is is not <laughs> free, but but go into these free programs and just there. There's YouTube tutorials. There are uh, I'm, there's plenty of like if you have the the means, you know, go go to a, go find a book on it, or go you know go to a library and find some kind of resource. But go go look at these free software packages that you can just just absorb and and and, and really really get good at them. So and 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 build up build up your own work using and getting really good at that. At those at, at those programs, so that way, when when things do pick up, you you can say, "Well, I mastered this." You know, you can still show that you're doing things, and and if you don't, if that doesn't translate into work, you can market. You know, start start thinking about you know marketing yourself as well. Okay, I can I can model. I, I can model things for you. Like I had a friend approach me during the recession. He's like, Oh, you're really good at modeling. Yeah, I'm decent. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm great, but I was decent. And so, and so I worked with him to develop a, an attachment that he was going to use to sell uh, for bikes. I, 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 I don't remember the specifics, but we worked, we worked for about a week on, on developing a prototype for that. Um, and I, and it was just, it was just in SketchUp. It was, you know, I was doing it for free and uh, not n the, the program was free, not, not, not my service. Not your time. <laughs> yeah, not my time, but my, but the program was free. And, and, and because I knew enough of that, I was able to, you know, put something out there that, you know, that, that I could say, Oh, look, I, I worked with this and it got paid for it. Now, nothing to live off of but it was still something that you can come come bolster your portfolio with later yeah well and it shows you not you're not just sitting around 
doing nothing or not focusing your attention somehow on architecture. So when you when you do when the market picks back up and you do go, you actually have the opportunity to say that I have been active and here's what I've been doing. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's that's another thing I guess I'm advocating for is be proactive. Like go out, yes, go go out and do something. Go out and, and because like because when as you as you are putting this energy into into whatever project you decide you want to pursue you know people will see that people will pick up on it and and if you and, and as long as you, they'll see that you're you're working hard in in this one avenue and 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 that might lead to a job just by itself you know somebody might recognize oh you know you're you're doing really good at this you know i have a friend who who could use that 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 mentality yeah yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too is now, I mean, so in the last recession, social media was just getting started. Now you have the opportunity to not only learn something new, but to be able to have, have a potentially very large audience where you can showcase what you're doing. And I know this, I'm probably already behind the times with, uh, you know, the, the YouTube channels and and instagram and snapchat all of those things can become and well and i guess now the the latest thing is tiktok but you can uh-huh. become you know masters of your own social media channel putting that stuff out there and i know patreon is a good uh has a good model on on uh subscribing to creators that that you can um support um, yeah, yeah, I, I've I've been seeing that a little bit. So. Yeah, there's there's definitely avenues to pursue, and uh, and it's not for everyone. Like becoming a social media guru, uh, yeah, guru star, whatever you want to call it. But that I know that's not for everyone. But even just just putting putting the the finish the final product out maybe not necessarily walking everybody through your your process or, or, or introducing things that's not for everyone i know but even if you're just putting the final product out there saying look what i can do you know even if it doesn't get you a huge audience it, it, it may reach the right person somewhere who might be able to put you to use doing something yeah. that you actually do get paid for yeah yeah completely that's pretty good. I, I, it had never occurred to me about doing any of that. I I was, you know, I, I went. I wasn't laid off. Now, mind you, I didn't get pay for three years, but I wasn't laid off. We were running the firm, so we were doing work, um, just not you know, just not taking a salary for it. So I so for people who've been laid off, it was kind of hard for me to think about what might be what might potentially be possible, I guess. But the other thing, and I will I will say this for anyone who's graduating, if people aren't hiring, do not be afraid to go in person. Do not email, do not mail a resume and a portfolio. Show up in person and ask to talk to someone at the firm just so you have the experience of talking with someone about who you are and what you're doing and asking them for some advice on how you can do better or where you might be able to find work if they know somebody else who's hiring. Because we, we did that, that we saw that a lot in the last recession. And we always gave time to anybody who walked in because you had the balls to do it. 
So that that would be, I think, the one one piece of well, the other piece of advice to people who are graduating: one, don't let the let firms you know treat you like crap and not pay you. But the other thing is to not be afraid to to put yourself out there and go just introduce yourself to people. And so, and 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 just in general, just be proactive about it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, be be proactive, and hopefully this time around, we're not going to see just a giant dip as they are figuring out social distancing norms for for locations where you know if we have to do this for a little while longer, there's going to be a, a need for redesigning spaces and. That may may provide work for quite a while. And who knows? They may come up with a vaccine that cures everybody and we go back to work in a year. Or, or we could do that. We're going to keep our fingers crossed that that's actually what's going to happen because I, I would love for, for them to get it figured out or, or if nothing else, figure out a, a reasonable course of treatment so that you weren't in such – people who get, get seriously sick aren't in such distress for so long. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it will be interesting to see at the end of the day, how many people we lose if we lose another 54,000 people in the profession. And if, you know, they all come back, it'll be interesting to see one way or the other. And then, and, you know, next time, um, yeah, next time I think we will actually be lighter and frothier because we already have some, some idea in mind of, of what we'll be discussing and, and, already some interesting comments so we will i i will leave it at that i'm not even going to try to explain what we're going to talk about but definitely lighter and frothier and maybe i'll get up in the morning and have a cocktail or two just to see how interesting it gets i was gonna say no no anesthesia induced ranting no no i i will say i'm i am now a big fan of propofol I, I don't understand why Michael Jackson was taking it to fall asleep. Actually, I do understand why he was taking it to fall asleep, but not something I think I'd be want to taking be would want to be taking every day. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> anyway, well, we hope everyone's doing well and you get to have some kind of a holiday. Your Memorial Day is is or was fun whenever you're listening to this, and we will be back I think next week. So. Barring any other medical procedures, I think you should be hearing from us, hopefully, on a, on a fairly regular basis from here on out. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll talk to everyone later. And if you want to find us, you can find us, uh, well, you can find me at Spotted Dog Arch pretty much everywhere. And Matt's at? Arch Geek Matt on Twitter. There we go. <laughs> I was like, I, I know what it is, but I'm suddenly drawing a complete another blank. And I swear to God, I haven't had a cocktail yet. So anyway, uh, thanks. Thank you guys again for listening. And we will talk with you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.